What would it be like if someone were to follow you on live camera every waking moment? Or does it feel that way when you're leading worship? So how can you overcome these challenges in this pandemic live streaming era? This is the Worship Team Training Podcast. Now, here's your host, Brandon Dempsey. Hey, what's up, podcast? Worship leader, friends, and pastors, thank you so much for downloading and subscribing the Worship Team Training Podcast. We're so glad that you're here with us today. And this episode is brought to you by our great friends over at Proclaim. You can check them out at Proclaim Online, where church presentations are made easy. Also, Worship Team Training University, welcome all of our members watching us by video and all of our lovely friends listening to this audio podcast. We're everywhere that you can find us. Be sure to check out our members' events. Uh, that's wttu.co slash events. Check out a free membership that we have for you. You can grab that at wttu.co. Also, our newsletter, when you head back over to worshipteentraining.com, check out what we can do for you and your worship team by our live streaming and live in-person workshops. And you can also pop in uh, getting a newsletter and devotional today. Uh, Coming up, we are going to be having uh, singer-songwriter Nicole Unser talking about her life story and what it means to lead worship with three hymns and a rock. Also, worship mentor Welby O'Brien is going to be sharing with us about how we can become a better empathetic worship leader. And if you're with us on our last Thursday training, we had uh, Stephen McWhorter unveil his new song, Come Jesus Come. If you missed that, you can um, go back a couple of weeks and you can find it on the events page. You don't want to miss that. So leading worship in this live streaming era, if you were with us last episode, which was about two weeks ago, we talked about how this is here to stay and how can we better adapt to this newness, this new abnormal, normal type of setting that we're in, which we're going to be in for quite a while. Uh, Many of you may feel like this guy, Gene Kelly, singing in the rain. Uh, Others, you may feel like Angry Birds on a Sunday morning. And lo and behold, you may feel like uh, Matthew McConaughey in Ed TV, where the camera's just right up your nose all the time. So what we're going to be talking about today is that worship leaders and teams may be one thing on stage, but off stage, and on the inside, we're just like anyone else. So we all have our mishaps, we all have our needs. Uh, The obstacles can bring on stress, anxiety that often become barriers. But on a logistic level, what can we do about them? On a spiritual level, how can we overcome these pitfalls so that they do not hinder our worship? So today we're gonna be talking about how we fail, worship doesn't. Now, the reason why I chose this title is because of our good friends over at Worship Leader Probs. Uh, They put out this just hilarious content every day of Worship Leader fails and um, all the the awesome uh, memes and videos that they put up just for us to laugh. It's just fun to blow off steam. And uh, just an inside note, we are speaking with Brian, uh, the leader over there. He's going to be coming on one of our episodes here at the podcast, so you don't want to miss that. But you know, when I thought about the worship fails, you know, many of us look at it and we laugh, but you know, there's the other half of us that think, you probably think to yourself, man, I'm glad that's not me, or wow, I'm glad that wasn't our team, or that was our team last week, (laughs) you know? And I think a lot of us have a a wide range of emotions and uh, reflections about that, but the more I thought of it, the truth is, is that, you know, we do fail. And the reality that's bigger is that worship doesn't. So, We're going to be talking about that and going through these points. Uh, The outside people, 
the inside of you. The truth about stress, the truth about anxiety, the logistical, and the spiritual. So let's jump right into it. The outside people. So let's look at who you're leading when you're leading worship. Um, many of us think it's a mob of 100 people or 1,000, whatever. You may think it's just you and your senior staff, you and your pastor. You think maybe when you're leading, you just, you know, uh, focus on just you and your worship team and you block out everything else and it's just you and God. Everybody has their own type of perception of how they lead worship. But the one thing I need, I think I need to ask you is, who is your church when you're leading worship? Are they a group of people that judge you or are they a group of people who really love you? Now, I'm going to cut, I'm going to go deep on this episode because many of us think the first that, yeah, well, I'm now hold on because you may be saying, yeah, but Brandon Wayman, I love my church and they love me. Yeah, but deep down inside, think about this. Why is it that after every Sunday, you walk away thinking, man, I could have done, I've I could have did this better. Um, I could have done that. Or I wish we did this. And I wish this didn't happen. It's normal for us to walk away and ask those questions. But do they eat at you throughout the day? Do they keep, keep reverberating in your mind throughout the night? When those things are happening, that's when it's really a deeper problem. Because it's one thing to think about, man, I wish I could have done this. And that's all right. I do that after our podcast and uh, the content that we put together. That's only normal. But for one of us, for any of us to be thinking constantly about how we don't need to misstep something and, and the missteps that we did take, that they were tragic, that's where it can become a hindrance and a barrier. So thus, the whole title, We Feel Worship Doesn't. Who is watching your faults? That's the next question. So really, when you think about the people that you're leading worship, and maybe you think that, wow, these people, I don't want to mess up before them. That's okay, too. But again, when we cross that barrier of thinking that every time we lead a service, that's where it becomes a problem, and we want to take a deeper look inside ourselves, and that's why I ask these questions. Because out of this whole episode, my hope for you is that you walk away with a new inspiring hope to lead worship, a deeper picture, and the way that God sees you in your heart and how you can help overcome these barriers yourself. So who is watching your faults? When you really think about it, are they really watching you to mess up? Or are they really watching God? Because the last time I checked in the Bible, God is more interested in his people honoring him, not people messing up before him. And that's the way that we should be viewing worship. Who is watching you? Past eyes, past voices. So when you're leading worship and you're thinking that everyone's watching you, maybe is it the, the past few services that you think are watching you? Maybe it's a particular person in your life that you feel like is always watching you. Maybe it's like what you've heard before. We call it the old tapes, the voices that go on in your head saying, well, this is not good. That's not right. This needs to be better. Now, you wouldn't be human if you didn't have all these emotions, but the difference is what do you do with it? That's what we're going to be talking about today. So past doesn't determine your present. So maybe you had an old tape, an old person say to you, you'll never amount to anything as ABC, or you'll never get good if you don't do this. 
you know, maybe a parent said that to you. Maybe it was a coach. Maybe it was someone in the church. When we hear these things throughout our lives, especially when we start out as children, they make a deep, deep impact in the way that we view life and the way that we view ourselves. Now, for many of you, uh, I don't know if you have heard my own story or not, but I shared my story uh, this past year about where I came from when I was six and what happened to me, the tragedy that I incurred and uh, the abuse that I had encountered. I'm actually writing a book about that right now. But my point is that when these things happen to us as children, they seem to frame and shape us. And maybe you have not had any kind of a bad experience in life. Maybe you haven't had an old tape. Maybe you haven't had a person that was really, you know, um, curt to you about uh, how saying that you're not going to make it in whatever you, that you do. But I think all of us have encountered something like that. And the question is, how are you working through it here as an adult? Because again, what happened to you in the past does not dictate or determine the present. I'll go further into that as we uh, journey through this episode here. The truth is, judges have no place to judge. So those that may that we think are judging us, they really have no place in our lives to judge us. So that's the one thing that I have to check off when I'm leading worship is, number one, my focus is on the judge, the Lord God Almighty, not the people who may come up to me after the service and say, yeah, well, you could have done this song, or why didn't we do that? And you're always gonna have that. that no matter, I, I've done ministry now for more than 25 years, and when I, when I see people like that, I, I think of two things. Number one, what's going on in their lives? Because if they're upset about something, it has nothing to do with me. It, there's something going on with them that maybe there's a past hurt. And then number two, I think, well, you know, did I do something con to contribute to what this person's saying? And if the answer is no, well then, or if it's yes, <laughs> I need to look deep within myself and deep within that person and understand what I can learn from it. Because I think every week, you know, you're going to learn something. It's just the same as you're never going to please everybody in the church. You're never going to hit a perfect service every week. It just will not happen. And I know that living the life of striving every week to make one Sunday better after another, for some of us, that could be so pressuring. And it is just hard. It's too hard to live like that, life like that every week. And to think that you're leadership and ministry and personhood is in the balance each Sunday. That's not a way to live. If you're living that way, I'm, I'm praying for you. And I'm praying that God speaks new embers and, and starts to fan those flames into your heart to help you realize that that's not the way that you need to be proceeding with ministry. And if you do hit me up, I mean, I'd love to talk to you about that. Uh, Brandon at worshipteentraining.com. That's my email. You can grab that later on. So let's talk about the inside of you. Now, again, I'm going deep with a lot of these things because I know that it's great to talk about things on the service. It's, it's awesome to raw and share about what we're doing each week, and that's great. But who is with you when you walk away from the service each week? I used to put out this hashtag on Instagram and Facebook uh, a few years ago about after the service. Now, you, if you follow us on Instagram or Facebook, you'll see it. It's hashtag after the service. And I have all these quotes that, um, and, and things that came to mind that I wrote down because I feel like, you know, that's that's part of where a lot of us in ministry live is always after. It's, it's either before, like the ramp up to the service, 
or it's after, but there's very little what's happening in the middle. Now, you may have an awesome service, you may get excited, things may be rolling great, and that's awesome, but how many times does that happen throughout a month, and does that really need to be your goal each week anyway, is to have a perfect type service? So the question is the inside of you, your faults, your cracks. Like, you know, what makes you, you as a worship leader? I know with my weaknesses, I mean, it's, and it's very healthy to go over this and to think about this yourself, is that, you know, like for me, when I talk about my weaknesses, I love to take on too much. I don't have a lot of boundaries when I need to pull back and maybe just focus on one thing at a time. So these things challenge me to become better and better at what I do. But who is the real you? The real you that no one else sees. I ask that question, are you happy? with the real you that no one sees or maybe do you feel like you know maybe i feel lesser than that's okay Uh, there's some things that you can do about that to overcome it Uh, your cracks do not define who you are that's the main thing that i fall back on all the time especially uh, my background and where i came from out of my abuse is that maybe that happened but that doesn't define who i am now in the present it definitely does not determine where i'm going in the lord in the future God best uses vessels that have been broken. So if you feel like maybe you're behind, you can't catch up, you're not ahead and this and this and that, then I say you really are in the right place to lead worship because maybe that's exactly where God wants you to be. 1 Corinthians 1.27 says, But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise, not for the shame, not for those to shame us, but God shows us so that He shows the wise how great He is. God shows the weak things of the world to shame the strong. Man, that's really, really good. God shows the weak things of the world to shame the strong. Second point, the truth about stress. Let's talk about that. We all have it, no matter what. You're stressed, that's okay. Uh, good and bad, the body doesn't know. That's the, okay, let me just, what does that mean, Brandon? Okay, when you're having a bad day and maybe you feel like your neck or back or muscles, whatever, kind of tense up or your forehead, you get headaches, that's caused by stress. Stress also can be happen that when great things happen, okay? So like if you get a, uh, something happened awesome in your job, something uh, with your family, your marriage, and maybe you won something, or maybe something came through you're finally praying for, and maybe you don't feel pain in the forehead or maybe no headache, but maybe you feel still like this little tension or something. The body doesn't know good or bad what stress is. It just knows that it's stress. So the better that we can identify what stress is, the better we can put a label on it. So I say, when you're stressed out, give yourself permission to be stressed, even if there are good things that happen. Say, look, this is a lot of good stuff, but for some reason I still feel nervous. That's stress and that's okay. That's just part of it. Work with what you have. So no matter how the stress comes your way, work with it. Don't look at the what you don't have. Work, work with what you do have, like what Paul reminds us in the New Testament. So here, let's talk about the truth about anxiety, because anxiety and truth, anxiety and stress, they're uh, very, very related. We all have it. That's the thing. About anxiety, it's just like stress. We all have it, and it's normal. I think the worst thing that we can do is, um, you know, we 
when it comes to anxiety, we try to deal with it, but we don't manage it well. And what does that mean? Well, it just simply means that we try to fight anxiety and we try to fix it ourselves when really we don't do a good job. And, and what I find is that the more I try to fight myself of saying, well, I'm not going to be stressed. I'm not going to be stressed. I'm not going to be anxious. I'm not going to be anxious. Then I'm already becoming anxious. I'm already becoming stressed and it, it gets worse, right? Like when we do Christmas services and Easter and so forth, no matter how you try to fight it, it's better just to keep yourself balanced. I talked about this um, a few episodes ago, how to stay in the game for the long haul. I talked about uh, how you're fed, how you're rested, how you exercise. Those things are very, very important. Lastly, is just to use what you know. Uh, use what you know in the situation. So when things are down, put a label on it. Say, look, I'm stressed. Look, I'm anxious about this, but I know God is in charge. I don't prefer it to happen this way, but I'm going to let God lead me. Um, I say this prayer often because it helps me understand who is in charge, I'm powerless, but God is greater. And if it's not the way that I prefer it, well, it's okay, I can live with it. You don't wanna live like Napoleon Dynamite, where everything is just explosive, and you know the guy's got no friends, and he's constantly facing heartbreak, uh, when really a lot of it is just how we're managing our own stress and anxiety. So uh, Psalm 94, 19 says this, that when anxiety was great within me, your consolation brought me joy. That's what the, um, the verse says right there. So how do we not let pain become barriers? So when we talk about stress and anxiety, how do we not let it get in the way, Brandon, when I'm about to lead worship and I'm feeling this already? Like I said before, label it, name it, put a name on it, embrace it, don't fight it. Understand how good God is and how God got you through the, the last time, because there was a last time if you got here today, right? Uh, Tony Evans says that today was a day that you were worrying about yesterday and it will always be here tomorrow. It's something to that effect. But I love the way he put that, that today was the day that you were worried about yesterday or tomorrow is the day that you're worried about yesterday. You know, it's kind of it kind of all runs together. But what I love about what Tony Evans said is this day is what we have right now. And it's the very day that maybe we were afraid of before, but God brought us through it. So do you... Uh, do what you did last time when God taught you how to go through it before. First uh, John 5, 5 says, Who is it that overcomes the world? Only the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. So now on the spiritual level, we're going to wrap this up. Know whose you are. Walk in perfect grace. God will use your story. And that camera lens that's watching you and the live service, and maybe you're thinking, yeah, but Brandon, I feel so heavy. Is anyone really caring? Is anyone really following in this worship? I can't see them behind the screen, and I'm used to 100 or 500 or 1,000 people leading worship in one room. They're not here. I don't feel like anyone's connecting to the screen. Then think about it this way. The camera lens, a good friend of mine said this to me, just this past week, and we're going to have him on for a future guest Thursday show coming soon. He said, Brandon, the camera lens is the eye of Jesus. So when you're looking in that camera lens leading worship, think of it as the eyes of the Lord watching you, loving you for who you are, not what you were, and leading you to where he wants you to be. <laughs> Unlike at TV, where the camera is just always in front of you, up your nose, and around you, uh, God's camera lens sees 
a much more merciful picture. Romans 12, 2 says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Hey friends, before we conclude today's podcast, I want to introduce to you a brand new devotional that I had written over the past few months. Many of us and the whole nation and world, we've been affected by the coronavirus pandemic. It's left us in somewhat of emotional, spiritual, or even logistical disarray. And not only has God called us and what He's done to pick up the pieces, but He's moving us forward in a brand new light. So the very prayers that I've had in the night that God has sung into my soul, I wanted to share with you in this brand new devotional entitled Comfort 19. You can find it on Uversion by searching Comfort 19 or even search Brandon Dempsey Worship Team Training and you'll find the plan there. Or you can go to our website and find the link wttu.co slash the letter C19. So that's wttu.co slash C19. Hope you enjoy it and that it lifts your soul to encouragement and fill with inspiration. Download today, Comfort 19. Now, let's continue with the conclusion of today's podcast. The outside. You're going to experience the outside. The thoughts, maybe the perceptions, maybe the judgments, maybe the whatevers. But what is happening on the inside of you? How God has crafted you? What He's done in you? What He's doing in you right now? Think about the truth about the stress, the truth about anxiety. We're going to feel it, and that's okay. It doesn't mean that we need to run from it. We actually need to run towards it, embrace it, hit it head on with the truth of God's Word. I mean, when I think about the many new worship songs that are out right now, it's so apparent to me, just as we see in the Old Testament, that worship is the Lord fighting the battles through us. It's the worship and praise belong to Him. So when you feel stress, anxious, and all these things that you feel like you're being closed in, then worship God. Then turn the praises to Him. Allow God to lead you through it in His victory to see Him who is faithful, who is righteous, who is everlasting, who is so famous in all of the universe and all the creation that He's made, and yet He's made you and I and our feeble, fractured hearts, and He holds us close. God holds us close together. So the logistic, when you're leading worship, lead worship from the standpoint of what God is doing through you, as said before. Lead worship with confidence. Lean on your team, as I've talked about episodes before. Use your band members, your brothers and sisters, to be that battlefront and the uh, almost like fences that we're leaning upon each other. And God is the one that's sharpening us iron to iron. The spiritual, know what God is doing and allow God to do what He wants to do through you every week because you got to think about it this way. It's not about the camera lens looking at you each week. It's about the way that you're understanding who God is through His camera lens. The Bible, when we read it, we, we, we see the reflection of Christ within the words deep into our hearts. How is that transforming and conforming you? to be the man, woman, child that he's called you to be. 
So guys, I hope this podcast today gave you some new insights and things to think about as you head forward into this week and as God has called you to do greater things than where you're sitting right now. My prayers are with you. If you have anything that you want to hit us up by, let us know. Anything about the show, ideas, thoughts, questions, hit me up, Brandon at worshipteamtraining.com. That's Brandon, B-R-A-N-O-N, at worshipteamtraining.com. And also, we ask friends, if you enjoyed this podcast, would you give us a five-star rating here on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, anywhere else that you find us, and let people know. Most of all, please share this podcast with a friend, those who need to hear this message today. So guys, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for being here and downloading our podcast. And again, as always, as I say at the close of every episode, you don't need to be perfect. Just let the Lord Jesus lead you both in life and in worship. Thanks, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye. This has been a Worship Team Training Broadcast and Digital Production with your host and training director, Brandon Dempsey. Worship Team Training provides live workshops and online resources to help inspire, create, and transform the leading of worship. We'll see you again right here on worshipteamtraining.com.